about oh, there's just so much that happened and we've been away for like two weeks but there's so much that i want to talk about but i'll, I'll just keep this to like 40 minutes um mm-hmm. well let, let's talk about the the two matches and and we'll go from there so hello everyone and welcome to the rayados 90 podcast i'm your host Eddie, and joining me is is rompas pat i don't know where's pat i don't i don't know he's, he's, <laughs> i don't even know <laughs> i don't even know where he's at he's, he's, like, he's somewhere i see the, uh, one minute i see his instagram post he's in miami the accident and like i don't know that's just he's he's a, he's, a, he's, a, he's a very busy man he's a very very yeah. busy man he's always uh on, on the go um but there's a couple things i wanted to talk to you about uh let, let's get into the the the, the matchups uh that month that i had uh, after you know two two matches where they were generating a lot of scoring chances and scoring a lot of goals, uh, the the fixtures against Leon and uh, Cruz Azul didn't offer much uh, goals. What? I mean, we don't have to go you know dissecting it just because it's a, it's been almost a week. But w- what did you make of that performance? Because um, I don't know against Leon, it was just I don't know. Like I it, it they 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 were lucky that it wasn't. Like a really, you know, a bad, you know, a bad loss because uh, Leon was offside. You know, I think they have what two or three goals, um, mm-hmm. you know, marked offside. Uh, but but what did you make of their performance? Just quick sum up. You don't have to go de- into detail. But what did you just? What did you make? Uh, what did you make against uh, Leon? Because, I mean, they were they were riding a momentum. I thought they were. I thought they were gonna be able to to take advantage of a Leon squad. That's pretty bad um they're they're i don't know if it's a it's a hangover title a title hangover or whatever but they're you know when, when you're taking on opponents that are out of the even out of the repachaje you really shouldn't you know you should just go in there no mercy take care of them but you know month that i did it they drew one one but what did you you know quick what did you make of their performance in that fixture mm-hmm. well well first apologize for i'm in the background you know something happened that it's out of my control, but let's go. Um, against Leon, it was. I I don't know if we all were too excited because of the of the last couple of of matches before that, especially Juarez, where we all saw the the potential being fulfilled for what when it comes to the offense. So we were all waiting that now we're gonna win every game. <laughs> for, for five, six goals, right? Which is not that crazy if you take into consideration the amount of, of chances that we were having. But against Leon, I think that... Um, actually, I, I, I think I took it out. This, that the first half, it looks like Monterey is not even trying. I, I, I don't want to sound like disrespectful or something like that but if you recall the first half there was no high pressure there was no really no effort to actually attack it was more so on the lines of let's just let's just go by this game that's what i thought on the first half and Mm -hmm. uh, i i I thought that well on the second half we're gonna like like press the 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 the, the rival on on his defensive line, we're gonna create chance. I, I thought that was the plan, but then when you saw the second half and you saw the same thing, it was kind of like weird 
because you know you have a lot more to offer. You can either win, draw, or lose every game. That's obvious. But you cannot change so much from one game to another. That's just... It, it's weird, right? Mm -hmm. I remember... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I remember that I think that that was the game that Aguirre decided to have Pavon on yeah. on the right side. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was the one. Yeah, that was yeah. We were that was like the hot topic. Yeah, that now you know, now that you brought that up, now that's like that was like the hot button issue, and you kind of touched on it on your live, and it was like, and I guess we could talk about that too because that kind of slipped my mind, uh, being a, you know a couple of days away. Uh, but what did you make of that? Because I was very. It's like. It's already a large sample size where you kind of already know that Maxi Mesa is best as a right winger and mm. you get the most out of him as a right winger and 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 we'll get touch we'll touch on it with the the Cruz Azul game but he's the one that he 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 he's the motor of the attack this this season mm -hmm. like there's no question like you can't tell me and say someone else is generating the more chances than Maxi Mesa has. no it's it's and you know, I don't know if it's, and I don't know if I don't know if this is a bad thing, but you know, he, he as he goes, the Monterrey offense goes because if he's not going, then they're gonna struggle. And then when I get it decided, hey, let me play him on the left wing, uh, pretty much non-existent. Like I, I, I like Pavon, but Pavon should only be last twenty minutes, or if you need mm -hmm. something in, in twenty minutes, because he's not. A, a 90 minute or you know 70 plus minute player anymore he's just not and and i don't know if if this is a hierarchy thing or if this is just you know out of respect or what have you but you just can't be putting your best player and arguably maximus has been the best player along with sebastian vegas mm -hmm. he could go either one uh you just can't put your best player in a position where you know you're not going to get the best out of him he's a right winger the right wing position is his, and that should be that should be it going forward. But what did you make of that? Because uh, I know, if I remember correctly, on your live, that was the one criticism you had of uh, Aguirre. Yeah, because remember the last last podcast we were talking about uh, responsibilities or, or and whatnot mm -hmm. uh, for the the results that we were having, and I remember that the the we specifically specifically talked about how little of responsibility Aguirre has being the new manager, right? So the new mm -hmm. coach. So this one, this this is entirely up to him. This is this is a decision that he made consciously and purposely. The reason behind it, I don't have a clue. I, I want to understand it because if if um maybe Pavon goes out on, on the best game of his life and and do and do and does really good and has three goals and four assists. And we were talking, we will, we would be talking about something else. But, but the facts are there that the 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 possibility for that to happen is really slim. So when you take out, well, not take out, but when you change sides, uh, Maximus, we all have seen it before. We all have seen Maximus. Mesa on the left side, Mohamed tried too much having Maxi Mesa on the left side. We all know that's not the best that we're gonna see uh, of him. And 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 adding to that, throughout the special specifically this season, 
you already saw what Maximus is capable of. And uh, as you said it, it he, when when Maximus starts to burn out, which which is about the minute 70th, 75th minute, when he gets tired, Monterey disappears offensively. So why would you want to do it? I mean, again, I thought even with that uh, particular change, I thought that, well, Aguirre is trying something different. He's trying to see the options that he has. He's trying to, to, to have these different uh, type of players to see what options um, he could enforce when, when it's necessary. Hopefully, he has realized by now that you cannot count on Pavon on the right wing at any point. I mm -hmm. would like to see Pavon closer to Funes Mori. That that one, I would try him there, closer to the to the to the striker. Let's say that the the last twenty minutes you have Pavon in. You take if you want to take Maximesa out and have Pavon in, but have Pavon play a like alongside Funes Mori. Yeah, don't have him out on the wing because he's just. Yeah, he's not I mean, going to give you. He's, he's in his, you know, he's in his, he's closing, he's closing in on his mid thirties. You can't yeah, ask, true. you know, uh, a a guy that's almost in his mid thirties to to be pacing up and down on the wing trying to cross exactly. and it's just. And I mean, that's something that that a lot of people um miss when when we talk about uh. Not only Maxi Mesa, but uh, for instance, Gallardo or or even Layun when he has played on the left side. Mm -hmm. uh, you have to be able or, or to have the, the, the endurance to go forward and backwards the entire time you're there. That's why um, that is why Maxi Mesa is so, so important because he is going to be there. Uh, creating offensive chances and he's gonna be on your area uh closing in uh, uh the offensive side of the other team so and that that was that is what he does for 75 seven, 70 75 minutes um non-stop you cannot count on pavon and and to do that especially now he has done it before yeah about that was, younger, <laughs> that was younger, Pablo. That was younger, Pablo. That wasn't, you know, yeah, you can't expect, you know, as, as a player age, you can't expect him to do what he did when he was in his, you know, mid to late 20s. Once, once you're in your 30s, uh, that's all about condition. And like that, that's, it's all about conditioning, how you take care of yourself and, and just hoping that, you know, your, your game ages well. And if you depend on yeah. speed, dribbling, you know, uh, it, it, it all depends on how the player takes care of themselves, but that can easily go as the player ages. But, um, yeah. And uh, still, and still if, if, I'm sorry to, to cut you no, off. Go ahead. No, go ahead. But just, just one last thing about Pavon. Still, the best that we have seen him, it was next to Humberto Suazo, and uh, he usually had either the Nires or, or Madrigal as the as the striker. So but but Pavon wasn't really on the wings. He was more so of a second nine ish player. So 
the best that we have seen him, it wasn't even on the on the on the on the on the wings or not even when he got here in 2014. When he went away to Spain, he wasn't playing on the wings. When he came back, he wasn't. Maybe Mohamed made it seem like that because we were counterattacking really good. But it's been seven years now since he got here. So why why would you try to unravel this non-existent ability that he supposedly has, right? So that's that that one that one in particular it is Aguirre's uh, responsibility entirely. That that one is something yeah. that I don't think nobody understood, and I think that Aguirre did it just to say, you know what, man, you were asking me for a chance, I gave you a chance, and you just missed it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Um... I mean, I get it's been pretty much. I mean, what, from what we can expect, knowing that there were no changes, he's done pretty good. I mean, we, I, I, I've said it before. For me, th- this team, as long as they finish in the top four and then go from there, I'm, I'm not expecting. In terms of league, I'm, I'm, I'm not talking about the the CCL, but in terms of league, finish top four, avoid you know that one game playoff, just because so much can go wrong. Uh, but after that, it's just okay. Whatever happens, happens. Just because, I mean. Even the most passionate fans should know that this team has just too many flaws. Uh, there's mm-hmm. times where the talent can just be more can can impose its will on you know weaker sides like um, Juarez. But we know this team needs you know it needs it, 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 the cycle has gone through like a lot of players cycle. It's 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 time to move on and start a new cycle. Oh, yeah. uh, um, but we'll see what happens. Uh, but you you were talking about Suazo uh, in this game against Leon. Uh, Funes Mori got the long goal, which was a, a, a you know penalty kick that some people will say was soft, but whatever. But what did you make of that goal? Uh, what do you make of him being just you know one goal away from from making history? And and I know there's a lot of discussion on Twitter and all that. Where where do you put him in terms of like the and you know the the hierarchy of, of the players that have played for Monterrey? Uh, where 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 Let's just start with the goal first, and then we'll go from there. Where do you put put him in the in the hierarchy for for Monterrey? Okay, well, um, I think that as this is a sign of 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 the times that we live in. I don't think we really appreciate what Funesmore is doing. We're gonna appreciate it when he's gone because I have seen this. Uh, type of situation with Cardona, with Neri Cardoso, with Pato Sanchez, that, that we all know why they went away, but now we want it back, right? So it's just ridiculous. For me, Funes Mori, as a striker, he's the best striker that we have had in the entire history of the club. At least I can vouch for the last 30 years. Mm-hmm. It's the best one that I've seen, that's, that's for sure. Uh, because Obviously, take into consideration that Suazo is not wasn't not a actually a striker per se. He was more so of a creator and a number ten. Because of his, exactly because of his ability, he was uh, when he got here he he was labeled as the as the striker. But he always had he always had one one guy that was the, the finisher, right? Mm-hmm. He had the Pino, he had Borghetti, he had. The uh, Nigris, Madrigal, uh, Carreño, and we can go on and on and on and on about the 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 teammates that he had that, that they were the finishers. Um, 
So that's why I think that Punes Mori, it's, it's obviously over a lot of the, the, the ones that I'm not mentioning, but I can mention a few, like Guillermo Franco. Uh, Funes Mori has much more technique, um, has much more presence. Um, we can see on the, on the actual goals that they have scored. Um, maybe, um, well, you can throw in there, I don't know, uh, Bahia. Bahia, I didn't see him like live because he, I was really young. But I remember that, that uh, he was more, maybe he has more uh, of, of, uh, of a dribbling kind of skill over Funes Mori, but then you see the goals that Funes Mori has done and, and then you, you're like, well, then is, <laughs> is that far? Is really he, is Bayer really that far from Funes Mori? It's not. So there's a lot of qualities that Funes Mori have that uh, I don't see in, in any any strikers or, or, or on our history. I would put them there Top three list. I'm gonna get through on Twitter, but I don't care. Um, top top three list for me, it would be Suazo, it would be Funes Mori, and uh, the third one you can pick whoever you want. But those two as strikers, they they gotta be up there because the let's say that the reasons why people uh, not take Funes Mori as as I as what I would think they they should is because the lack of of uh, connection with mm-hmm. the fans, which is something that you can criticize. But I think that that was more of an argument back in the nineties when you have nothing going for uh, your your club, you have nothing to fight for. So you can only rely on on the heart and the los huevos. <laughs> I was about to say that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, but that that's that's back then. I, I have I have had several discussions with a lot of my friends and and family and even on Twitter about this because I I think that that that, that doesn't matter anymore. I mean, as long as he does the job, which. We can't criticize Funes Mori yeah. because of the fact that that he's not scoring uh, even the the half of the chances that he's he was having. But nonetheless, he's one goal away from from our club history uh, top scorer. So he's not that bad, and he has scored now on on on, on the final, which we were all uh, criticizing him. And I think that one 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 situation that is gonna go in his favor is when he reaches the one twenty one goal, he's gonna relieve the pressure, and we're gonna see the best of him. He's on the on his thirtieth, so he's gonna he's he has at least two years. Now. I say he has at least two. After that, it all depends on what it, I know. There's like there's been you know several people saying you know maybe he'll go back to River Plate and you know at least try to. Try to you know rewrite the history there while he still has like you know he has he still has he still has any you know he can still play, but I would say maybe another year or two just because you know and then after that it all depends on whether he wants to stay and I guess we can get into what happened to him, um you know last weekend, uh, not this past weekend but you know the previous one, um, yeah. 
it, it all depends on whether he wants to remain here. Uh, I, I don't have his contract in front of me, but I think he has at least maybe another two, another year or two year, and he can just add on to whatever, you know, his, his, it's going to be his, it's just, it's just a matter of time, um, whatever the record is and, and how, how, long, how long he wants to stay here. Uh, but no, sorry to cut you off. Sorry to cut you off, but go ahead. No, well, uh, just to, to finish that thought, um, I think that when uh, money, if I'm not mistaken, he's, he has he's, he has at least one year. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's two, but one year. And as as I have, well, just to touch real quick on, on what happened to him and, and his family last, uh, well, the last weekend before this one. Um, he he's not um considering to go because of that. So let's just make that clear. Uh, yeah, that was a situation. And unfortunately, yeah, I know situation. I saw people talking about that. Yeah, mm-hmm. and and uh, but but that didn't affect him as much as we all would would have thought of because he knows it's a it's a random situation that happened. Just it was unfortunate, but but uh, it's not something that that uh that is gonna make him decide to go and and just leave because of that. Um, just to to let's see, let's try to analyze. Uh, assuming that he's gonna uh, stay here for at least one year, if he stays one year. At this rate, he's gonna go to 140 goals, ah, give or take. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm, I'm really sure that being Argentinian is gonna play a factor. Um, if he plays on the national team for Mexico, yeah, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that's yeah. gonna, that's gonna definitely affect the decision of him staying or going away. Um, because obviously he would be. Now that Raúl Jiménez is not available, he is the best one that you can think of to to cover that position. Even though, um, the, Chivas fans are going to be happy. With you. Yeah, but, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 it's, a, it's an ongoing situation, right? So, um, if that happens, I think that that Martino should give him a, an opportunity. I think that Unes Mori is going to seize that opportunity. And then he's gonna stay at least until Qatar, which is yeah, which is in December. Uh, so you gotta, it's, it's, uh-huh, next, it's, it's still uh-huh. not even a year; it's, it's still a year and a half. So he stay here for full 2021 and 2022. If if you know, uh, if Martino does, you know, if or if he decides to to to, to play for the Mexican national team. Uh, but yeah, the only the only way I see him living is if he goes to River Plate. There's no other club that I would see him going to just because yeah. I don't. You know, River Plate. There's a, there's like a history there. He played there, and and he, he'll probably want to like rewrite the 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 history. You know, his chapter there. So that's the only place I I see him going. Other than that, I don't I don't see him going anywhere else. The the good part about him considering going to to Argentina to let's call it to to right his wrongs there um is that. Uh, this is a conversation that I had with an Argentinian friend that was really was really mad when I said this. But Argentina is not a, a top league. I mean, you could you could be like 34, 35 and still You mean like Carlos Tevez being 37 years old and still exactly. being a quality exactly. player. So, so it's not that 
uh, crazy to think that Funes Mori can stay here at least three years, uh, maybe four even, uh, and then go to Argentina and still break that, that, that leg in half. Because if a player like Marco Rubén, which was the bench of the bench of the bench here in Tigres, then goes to Argentina and he stopped scoring. He almost went to the World Cup because of that. <clears throat> you can assume that a, a guy like Funes Mori is going to like just just tear up the, the league mm -hmm. instantly. But that that would that would be my my uh, train of thought to try to justify him staying yeah. uh, a little bit longer. <clears throat> and not yeah, that I didn't, long. I didn't, even, I didn't even take it into that account. That that kind of slipped my mind. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that's something to consider. If 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 he gets called up to the Mexican national team, he's at least going to stay here this year and next year, so a year and a half. Um, and and yeah, yeah. I mean, he'll he'll stay and here. It, it, as I, as I understand um, from people within the club um, that I have talked to about this one of the situation. I'm not gonna say names, obviously. <laughs> um, but the 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 idea, as it's, this is off the record, of course, the idea of the club is the to break the record for the 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 football regiomontano top scorer, not only Monterrey, mm -hmm. and that record, uh, Guignac has it, and Guignac already extended his contract to i think two years more yeah yeah and that's contract. the end of his 10 years here in tigres uh, at least as a player so he's gonna right now i th think he's on 145 46 goals i think i i don't really know but i think it's among among those uh those lines and uh maybe he's gonna go to 160 170 but he's slowing tops. down now He's slowing down. Yeah, like, exactly. He only has two goals yeah. this season, and um, they did. Uh, they br they bring in that. Uh, I forget his name. I think Carlos Gonzalez or whatever his name is. Yeah, um, that that, that uh, it doesn't seem to be working. And and Funes Mori is like five years younger than than Guignac. Guignac's already thirty five. So he you know age is age is on Funes Mori's side. And you know I I, I obviously can't um, take too much, but like using his you know he, he's not the type of player that's out going drinking. He, he he has a home gym. You know, he looks like he's a player that takes care of his body and isn't just you know those type of players that you see once they eight or they reach their thirties they just fall off a cliff and and it's like what what the hell happened to this player? <laughs> um, but yeah, it looks like when it's more, like you know you got once you're thirty you know you got to take age into a factor and and see how the player takes care of their body um, because you know yeah, that that's just that's just how it is now. Um, but let's transition over to the game against Cruz. I saw a lot of people, including myself, were like anticipating, hoping that he gets to break it at the Azteca, where, you know, he 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 had some incredible moments in 2019. But the yeah. the match just ugh, I don't know where where to start with that match. But let me give you the starting eleven really quick. Uh, you had Hugo Gonzalez in net uh, at your at center backs. So you had Sebastian Vegas and Nico Sanchez uh, out on the wings or out on the on the fullback side. Uh, you had Jesus Gallardo and Stefan Medina making his return. Uh, in the uh, midfield, you had uh, uh, Panchito Gonzalez, Celso Ortiz, Charlie Rodriguez, uh, Maximus, if you wanted to call him as a midfielder. And then up front, you had Vincent Janssen and, and uh, Rogelio Funes Mori. Obviously, 
the 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 storyline of this um this match was the refereeing because it was uh, it was it was really bad um but and, and yeah i know and you touched on it you said to you know you it, it's Monterrey didn't do themselves any favors with how they played but you just can't ignore yeah. that the referee didn't play a factor whether it's you know not going to VAR to check out the 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 you know the, the ball that that looked like it it crossed the line that led to the the only goal in the game and then you also had the uh non-review of the uh the arm i'm not sure who it hit off of cruz azul uh, but Pablo, Pablo yeah and so you know it was just stuff like that and then other where the referee was kind of like feeling himself when he was calling fouls it, it looked like he was it was he was making it about him he's one of those referees that's like it's about me. Come look at me. Let me, you know, he was, you know, it, 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 it was a shit show. And, and the referee, it, you know, he, he it, it was, you know, his time. Uh, but what did you make of it? What did you make of the referee? What did you make of the game? Uh, well, first off, on, on the starting 11, I see four mistakes. And I'm not even to the midfielders yet. I see that U Gonzalez uh, supposedly was going to be benched, which we all would have appreciate uh, we can uh, say that he did uh, save one clear chance but I mean he's cool so whatever he does is not gonna matter <laughs> um, I, 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 I would have uh, I don't know exactly why Montes wasn't that's the other one I'm like I don't know why and I don't know if, again if it's under the, what we talked about with Dorlan Pavon but Nico Sanchez mm-hmm. is just like his is his psycho is wow. done. It's like you have a yeah. a back line of guys who play for their national team, and you put in a a, a defender who is in his mid thirties, is slow, is not going to give you you know that that the long passes that that Cesar Montes can give you to try to jumpstart mm-hmm. the attack, especially when you're when the midfield doesn't give you anything at times as we've seen ah. in the past. You you need to find other ways to try to to try to get the ball uh, to your to your strikers, and and mm-hmm. Cesar Montes provides that, and it's just like why why Nico? It's I, like I, why? I didn't, I, I didn't I didn't get that. Um, another one is Stefan Medina. Um, he was one of the worst players. Yeah. I feel. Yeah. I, I, I mean, we all love Stefan, and we all yeah. know what he's capable of, but. But that particular game, he was awful, really yeah. awful. Yeah, he made like Young Good look good on the right. By yeah, I was about to when... say, Miguel Ayun has looked <laughs> so... more, at least offensively. Offensively, yeah. I, I know yeah, you yeah. can get more out of Stefan Medina because he, he's more than. I mean, we've seen it with Colombia. He can put in crosses that that are really good. Mm-hmm. He's the type of the a fullback yeah. that you want because he could contribute on the offense. But he can also, um, you know, man down his 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 defending. He's not like Jesus Gallardo, yeah. where Gallardo is really good offensively, and it's just like it, he. And we saw it a little bit in this game where it's like defending, and he. I mean, you can put Hugo Gonzalez's his, his fault in, in in that first goal, but Jesus Gallardo. I mean, he was really yeah, late to marking his man, so it's like he he doesn't give you what Stefan can give you, where it's like he can contribute offensively, but also he's dependable defensively, and and mm-hmm. yeah, and and when you're a national team type player. We, we should hold you to a higher standard. Like as much as I exactly. love Stefan Medina, you, the, the floor shouldn't be an aging or you know the what we should what we should hold we shouldn't hold Stefan to, to an aging Miguel Layun. Like no, dude, you're still you're still in your prime years. You're you're a national team type player. We should we should we should be getting more out of you. 
and and it's only uh the guy that we're comparing Stefan to it's the same guy Stefan we, <laughs> we know <laughs> what he's capable of doing right easy. so we know what he's capable of doing so when you do less than half of it of course I'm going to point it out of course we all going to point it out so so that's the 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 the, the mistakes that I that I that I saw on the on, on, on the on the defensive side. Um, again, just to, to add a little bit about the Nico situation, the best that we have seen on the defensive uh, part of Monterey, we have seen it with Montes and Vega. So that that's why it puzzles me. Like, why would you have Nico? I mean, is there he's gonna kick the penalties? No. It's gonna be Funes Mori, so that was the only reason he's gonna maybe get a header on on, on a corner. We haven't had a goal in a corner the entire yeah. season, <laughs> and I think happen. I wanted to talk about so, that too, like the set pieces. But no, but go ahead. I, I want to talk about that in a little bit. But we'll, we'll, we'll continue okay. your your thoughts on on Nico. All right. <laughs> so so then um that that that's just that's just a, a bunch of mistakes that you can. Obviously, uh, point out uh, Javier Aguirre did. Um, then, then you go to the to the midfielders. I was okay with them. Um, it's what we you have been using. Maybe um, I, I kind of understood the 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 uh, substitution and have Celso Ortiz in because you were gonna play with with uh, uh, with uh, uh, Charlie Rodriguez. So Celso. Doesn't have doesn't have that ability the, to to have a long cross to the strikers which Carlos has and, and even Cranavito has, so I can understood that part. Um, then uh, Funes and, and Jansen, well, it worked against uh, against Juarez, so it was it was an obvious decision. And I think that he's gonna keep on, on pushing on, on that particular uh, pair on, on on the on the strikers, which I'm not mad at. I mean that's understandable. But then uh, the the game started and it was about five minutes. We were five minutes in, and it stopped being Cruz Azul against Monterey, and it was Adonai's night like yeah <laughs> we, we, we we tuned in to watch him yeah exactly the first like the first uh how you say in english barrida uh sweep tackle tackle yeah uh, tackle uh the jansen tackle he didn't even touches the guy and it's a yellow card he if you watch and rewatch the 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 the, the play that one in particular he didn't even touch the guy from Cruz Azul, and that's a yellow card. You can say, well, Jansen is not necessary to 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 have that type of tackles, but that's the way he plays. If you see any Premier League game, you're gonna see those type of play. Um, but we're not accustomed to that, so it's okay. So well, and I remember that I was watching the game. And Aguirre's sound bites are yeah. just cold. <laughs> I mean, it was. Oh, I'm, I'm gonna miss. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna miss when 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 
fans come back. That's what I'm gonna miss when when like as much as I want fans back in the in the in the in the stadiums, it's gonna be it's gonna be. I'm gonna miss you know. I either just like he has no microphone on him. Like there's nobody, and then I think team. I think I think network should try to have at least a microphone somewhere in his direction. Uh, just because to try to pick it up with what he says, because he gives you sound bites that are so good. I mean, the one against the Kaksa, this one. Uh, yeah, it was because and, to cut you off, but man, that guy is freaking hilarious. He, he was off. Like any any tackle, he was like, yeah, dale la amarilla, dale la amarilla. We all know. <laughs> he was like, oh, man. <laughs> it killed me. I'm trying to be like, like concentrated watching the game so I can maybe analyze a little bit. And this guy is just going off to the ref. It was really good. And and obviously, um, him and, and Layun at the end, that was the the like the real representation of what we all were mm-hmm. feeling uh in that game. I mean, now that a little bit of, of time has passed, a little bit more uh calm i can say that it's not the referee's fault i am i have always been and i'm always going to be against uh blaming the refs because they are a part of the game whether we like it or not yeah but now it's a bit different because you have technology you have you have this tool that 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 um the old school refs didn't have so you have you have to at least uh try to use it or 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 make it as as if you're using it imagine if adonai has gone to the to the bar and say oh, well you know what i have checked it and for instance uh cruz azul's goal you can you can even either say it was in or out that was impossible to to really have a a, a, um, a, a shot that clearly says that is either in or out Mm-hmm. So that one, all right. But if you go to the bar and you said that, everybody's gonna be like, "Well, at least he went to the bar." Right? Yeah, that was the problem. And then, mm, or I was gonna say, maybe if if you don't want to go, at least give Monterrey like, hey, oh, you know, the 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 Funes Mori goal that was called offside. It's like you know, in the past, you'll see referees say, "Hey, well, I I fucked up on this one." If if the yeah. same play or a similar play. Or whatever, like a tiki tacky or whatever play happens further in the game, they'll say, you know what, I'm gonna correct my mistake. I'll I'll give them whether it's a penalty or a, just a little bit offside. I'll be like, now nah, you know what, I'm gonna give it to him because I already I fucked it up. Let me just correct my mistake and and go ahead. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and that's that's what pretty much every ref does. Like, I made a mistake here, so I'm gonna compensate here, and and it's an unspoken rule. On, on 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 football, right? So, yeah. so that was one. The the goal was one. But then you have to criticize everybody on the defensive line on, on Monterey side. Uh, ask for something, and they didn't even consider to 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 keep on on going with the play. Mm-hmm. That's so yeah. That's that's what I was gonna say it. next. Yeah, so so Hugo Gonzalez was with with <laughs> he looked like somebody was asking him a question. He has his hand. He's like, "What are you doing, bro? You have to continue. There's no need to to wait for the ref because 
it, if if it happens like it did that the ref didn't call nothing, then you're gonna one look stupid and two is gonna cost a goal. Then Gallardo didn't well he just basically stopped and lost his 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 the, yeah. the player he was trying to, to if to, I'm if I'm if I'm not mistaken, Stefan Medina lets the play go because he thinks the ball's gonna go outside. <laughs> And then that's stop. when the cross happens because Medina is like, okay, the ball's going to go outside. I'm going to stop. Then that's where Gaia, um, not, not, uh, first, uh, Gonzalez is like waving. You know, he has his hands up, like signaling, hey, this is offside mm-hmm. uh, as the play is going on. And then you had uh, Gallardo be late to mark his man because I think, you know, he thought that was going to be called off. So you had a lot of people just not continuing to play and expecting the referee to bail them out. And, and, and I mean, this is something that, that, did they teach you like when you're really, really young? Like I remember when I was when I scared when I first started to 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 play football, I was like four years old, five maybe. Uh and the first thing that I remember the coach always tell uh, told us it was you have to continue to play until um the referee like stops you because he calls something. If there's not a, a whistle, go on with the play. Go and you have you have that in, in the back of your mind. And this is something that, that at least for me, I'm 34 now. I play <clears throat> on, on like on, on my hood and, and stuff, or in in amateur uh, leagues, mm-hmm. and I still do that. I mean. If if I don't hear the whistle, I'm gonna continue on, and uh, that that was like the the part to criticize about our players in that particular play. Yeah. Then, then was the Funes Mori situation again. That was another play that you can either call it offside or not call it. It was gonna be the same thing. It was you're gonna have criticism whether you call it or not because it was that close it was really really close i for me it was outside because funes mori has his his chest uh, a little bit uh upside of of of, of everybody else uh in cross uh defending side but again you don't you don't check it you just go ahead and say you know what this is an upside everybody start started to to get really mad because now you have two plays that are really difficult for you to see and you just confiding on the guys up there just to minimize your responsibility as a referee that's that's my problem with that mm-hmm. that uh he obviously did it so when this unfolds he's and he is capable of saying well, I have to trust the bar. So that's the end of the discussion right there because he does. But the thing yeah. is that he he should go at least and 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 check it. And then then you have the the reversal of the red card, which I didn't get either because it was a really mm, Pablo Aguilar didn't even try to hit the ball. He he knew he was gonna go. After Funes Mori, and uh, he he changes the decision. He goes from red to yellow, and then immediately, what 
came to my mind was on the first half, he did the same thing to Jensen, the same play. So he, if if you would have called the yellow card when he was a serve for for Paulo Aguilar when he came, when he tackled Jansen on the first half, then when you come around and, and have the red card and you reverse that, you would have still have shown the red the red card because he was already on the yellow card. This is this is a what weird things that I think about <laughs> while I'm watching the game, <laughs> but. I'm, that's that's another uh, another weird call, and then the, the one that that really got me like screaming at the freaking TV and and and, and throwing stuff at it. It was the penalty mm. because in the in the in the live broadcast we all saw we don't need it uh, 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 like to see the play again. Because it was obvious, first that it hits the the his arm. Second, the movement he does to try to tackle the the ball. It was really weird because he wasn't like having his chest forward so the ball can hit his chest. He was doing more, more so of a leaning towards the left. So and he also. He also lets go, let go of his hands uh, on the back, so he can have his his left arm free to do that. So yeah, that's that's the type of, of things. And again, was Adonai going to check it? No, he was. <laughs> he already proved that he he didn't. He could care less about that. So then the last the last drop was that he gave four minutes of injury time and we were on the 91 and a half and then a, a player from Kurosu like failed injuries or some shit like that. Kill time, so, yeah, he killed time. See, uh-huh, exactly, so it was like a minute there. So that's that's what uh, Layun was saying to refer. Like, we get to the, we got to the 94th minute and he immediately. I mean, I think if I if I remember correctly, we weren't even yet on the ninety-four minute, and he called the game. He out. had somewhere to go. <laughs> he had somewhere to go. He he had no time. He had no time for this game. He was like, "Let me. I'm not. I'm not here to. I'm not here to waste my time. I got. I got plans tonight. I'm in. Me- yeah. I'm in. I'm in Mexico City. I got something to do. <laughs> I gotta celebrate my my <laughs> my stardom on this game. Yeah. Oh. Mm, but again, mm, as much as I, I, I get a little bit heated talking about it, again, let's not um, forget that Monterey played nothing, mm-hmm. nothing again against Brazil. I don't yeah. remember, aside of the one of Funes Morino offside, I don't remember a, a chance, like a real chance. I don't remember one. Um, but to be fair, Cruz Azul didn't even do nothing. Yeah. Like the goal, it was all right. What one goal? Okay. Then I remember one header from Luis Romo to Hugo Gonzalez. That this is what irritates me about Hugo Gonzalez. He had the ball to catch it, bro. He could have just catched the 
freaking ball and he decided to let me let me look good and he just like stretches all the way and then he he just touches it so it can go to a corner kick. Yeah. He, the ball it wasn't even that fast, so he could catch it. I'm a goalkeeper, I know my Yeah. No, he has the he, he I don't know why he, he likes to either punch the ball out or yeah, you know, just I don't know why he likes to do that. It's like there's times where he could just catch it. And there need there there's no corner kick. There's no second chance opportunity for the other team. It's like you can't catch it, but he just decides to punch it out. I don't know what's I don't know who I don't know what's you know who's the goalkeeper coach, but it's like why does he do that? I mean I know I think it has to do a lot with the fact that he has zero confidence within himself, which is what we all criticize about him. I think that he has. A little bit or a lot to do with with that uh, fact. And another thing that I was because now that Hugo Gonzalez is on on the like on, under a microscope, I'm gonna check everything you do, right? Mm-hmm. Can you recall one play? I'm only asking for one play on the last ten games where Hugo Gonzalez kicked the ball to a teammate. Or like when he started a play, he always looks for Maximesa, but he never he never finds Maximesa or Gallardo. He yeah. he always misses. He it either goes not... out of bounds or in mm-hmm. worst case he gives it to the other team. Like that's something I'm gonna start. Like I I've seen people put it on Twitter. They'll 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 put like little small compilations where all his you know whether it's uh, all his kicks. Either don't reach the target, which is which is another Monterrey player, or it goes outside, or in worst case, you know, it just ends up back, you know, on the opposition. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's among the lines of I, I'm gonna say forty percent goes out of bounds, forty percent uh, he gets to 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 the Monterey player to fight off the the, the ball with with the Opposite team player, and twenty percent he just gives gives the ball to the other team. I mean, I'm I'm pretty serious along those percentage lines. Like it, it then you have <laughs> Mochis Cardenas, who I can I can particularly remember, of course, in the World Cup or or in, in a Copa MX, where you know the ball is going to go to a teammate. Every single time, and even for him, it's harder because when it doesn't, you always like remember, like, dude, you're supposed to be good with your feet. Why you do that? So, like, Mochis is so much better, and you come from from having Jonathan Orozco, who was really good at that. So you have to like take that into the equation and and add it to the fact of why. The, the, well, the reasons why we say that O Gonzalez has nothing to do here, nothing. Even if the team goes like to the final and and he he saves three penalties, and he's the hero, and we have we won the champion uh, the championship, and then he does the same on Concacaf, and then we go to a World Cup and does the same. I don't care. He can do all of that, but that doesn't. Um, change 
my perspective yeah. on that he's not a good goalkeeper. Yeah, he's and not. The worst, is, the worst part, he he's the best Mexican goalkeeper. So that's that's worst. That's not speak good to speak good <laughs> of him. That's to speak the truth about the other goalkeepers because Rona, he's I don't know. I don't know who. I don't know who. I don't know who tweeted this out that he 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 he's not better than the previous you know generation of of you know Mexican goalkeepers who are who are who are older um and then he and now you see like some of these younger goalkeepers like the the, the guy from Santos um uh the, the other guy that replaced him from Necaxa I forget his name um the guy from Necaxa it starts with an M I forget his name I forget his name, but he, ah shit, I don't know. I gotta look up for it. Um, but yeah, he, I seen that tweet, and and there it was just saying like he he had he had this opportunity where he could you know be turned into something, um, but he just never did. Like he, it's just Again, like not. It's it's clutch time. Right Malagón. now, it's clutch time Malagón. for him. And uh, okay, all right. Yeah, yeah, he's like a, yeah. <laughs> so, you see, so you see, the guy that replaced you at Necaxa, it's funny is that, you know, he was re- Hugo Gonzalez was really good at Necaxa, and then the guy that replaced him is way better than Hugo Gonzalez. Um, but is but that, yeah, so it's like the younger generation the is, is better than him now. Yeah, and the, the, the thing that keeps happening to him throughout his entire career. Well, I'm not going to say his entire career. I'm going to say that the, the, his Rayados tenure and from there on, um, clutch time, bro. He, he's Remember Miami Heat didn't have any clutch players? Or well, this is the situation for him. Um, when it was clutch time, he messed up in 2017. Mm-hmm. Then again, when it was clutch time, for him in the Caxa, where he has been the best goalkeeper of the entire tournament, he messed up there. Then we, we're talking about the opportunity of being the sole, uh, like the, the, the goalkeeper for your national team, like to be the, the best one of the entire country. He also mess up, mess up there. And so, they were playing against Korea, weren't they? Like they were playing against a, like a really weak opponent. And like I remember some people were like, why is Hugo Gonzalez playing? Why, or like, he was just offering second chance chance. I think they were playing Korea. I, I got to go back and yeah, look, but they were. No, go ahead. I think it was Korea. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I mean, that that's that that just speaks volume of his character, and and this is this is why. I mean, I remember Orozco had only like two chances to be on the national team when he was here, and he was the best goalkeeper. Of, of the country, well, Mexican, but he wasn't there because other situations that take uh, that has something to do with how he is as a person. So, which is understandable. Not everybody is tailored for the for the for the national team. And then when he matured enough, now you see him play yeah. because he he the quality was there. The, just the entire package was now. And for Hugo is the opposite. He has no uh, skills to be the 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 at least the starting eleven goalkeeper. I mean, I cannot imagine going against I don't know Argentina or or, or I don't know uh, Germany 
and have Hugo Gonzalez there. I mean, bro, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's just it's just like given. We're gonna lose. We're gonna do a great game, and then the first the first shot on target is gonna be in. So, I mean, why 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 would you go through that when you know already you have the evidence? If you wouldn't, if you didn't have the evidence, I wouldn't understand. Like, there's no TV uh, recording. There, there's no YouTube where you can search. All right. I, I can understand why La Tota Carvajal was the goalkeeper for, I think, the five uh, World Cups in a row for the national team because there was no way to to look for any other goalkeepers. Yeah. But at the moment, bro, I mean, see, see how, how he get, gets me mad. <laughs> it's weird. Look- Let's let's transition to something else before you know you you, you your blood pressure goes through the roof. Um, the last couple of well, the last topic, um, Monterrey, and and this is another thing that can can get your blood pressure um, boiling a little bit. Monterrey decided uh, or agreed with uh, Chivas supposed not postpone but like uh, reschedule their game, which was supposed to be this uh, this Saturday or this weekend. I don't know if it's Saturday or Sunday. Um, but they uh, because uh, Chivas will have at least three or four of its players or, or a good majority of its its starters uh, playing for the the under twenty three national team uh, that's going to be trying to qualify for the Olympics, and so Chivas was like, we don't have our starters, please, uh, you know, reschedule the game for or agree with us to reschedule the game. Monterrey uh, Monterrey was like, okay, we'll do it. Uh, I didn't pay too much attention, but then I seen their schedule for next month. And it's like from uh, April third to like May third. There's like ten fixtures, and it's like yeah. especially if you consider you know if they go deep in the CCL, which we all expect they should. Uh, mm-hmm. Did you did you agree with that? That's the last thing we're going to talk about. But did you agree with uh, Monterrey saying hey we'll we'll agreeing with Chivas and saying we'll we'll reschedule the game? And now when you look at their schedule, it's th- that that schedule from May to April. It's um, or at least you know early April or early May. It is jam packed with a lot of games, and right now, uh, especially now with the team that's kind of a little bit older, I don't mm-hmm. know how a lot of their bodies are going to handle playing ten. You know, at least, I think it's ten. You can somebody can correct mm-hmm. me, but it's ten. Ten fixtures in between early April and and early May. So I, I wanted to get your thoughts on that because, I mean, I, if I was one today, I'd have been like, what you know what. Not my problem. It's like if you have an injury. Am I am I going to postpone or am I going to reschedule the game just because you you have an injury to three of your starters? Like no, it's I don't know. I, that's the way I'm thinking. But what'd you make of of the decision to for Monterrey to agree and say, hey, well, let's let's reschedule the game? I'm gonna extend a little bit on my answer because there's two ways to look at it. One way is to be, let's say, fair, because when you had the the COVID situation. The entire league was supportive. The because as when it comes to like uh, that type of situations, they are extreme. It's kind of understandable that, that you postpone the game or reschedule it, but they didn't have to. I mean, they could have been like the league entirely. It could have been like, you know what? It's not my problem. You gather whatever team you can gather and let's play, right? Uh, it is, that, that's one way I'm trying to, to speak on, on, on the feedback that I got on Twitter because I lash out uh, against the, the management, right? 
So a lot of people were saying like, no, but remember Leon and, and uh, Puebla, they that's, did move the games. But that was a different situation. That's coronavirus. That's a virus. That's a, something that's like exactly. out of your control. Like, you, can't, you can't control... You can't control if your player or if there's a, a virus outbreak and, and you're like, that's something that mm-hmm. I can't say, uh, I'm going to go get, uh, I'm going to get coronavirus. Like I can go to, I could have gone to the grocery store and I'm just doing what I got to do to, to get my essentials yeah. and I can get the virus like that. That's something that's, like the, 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 the tournament. Go ahead. It's, it's a weak opinion that, that I'm just pointing out that, that what I got on Twitter uh, as as a as a as a response when I said what I'm gonna say, the situation gets a little bit um, tougher or weird. Or I don't know what's the right word because it's an entire it's entirely a management decision. Why would you postpone or reschedule or whatever word you want to use again because the other team has national team columns. It's it, it's it, it's uh literally it's not my problem, right? So, all right, let's say that you you have that uh, hagamos lo bien uh, yeah. DNA in you, so you're gonna like all right, but you have to take into consideration that you're gonna self hurt uh, in the future. Because you have a lot of games, and now you throw one more, and right now we're we're thinking about a- April third to May third, right? But mm-hmm. if you go forward on the tournaments that you're in, it's gonna look like that to the end of both tournaments, right? You're gonna keep having um uh, in the middle of the week. You're gonna keep having games that are important. And then on the weekend, you're going to have games that are important too. And again, you said it. You just said it. You have a really old team. You think they're going to last? You, you think you can have Nikos Agnes playing six games in a row without pulling his, I don't know, his whatever part of his body? Yeah. I mean, you have to take everything into account when you're making a decision like that. And then... I remember <laughs> this this comes to to speak volume also about the management because I remember last tournament we were supposed to have a uh, El Clasico um, in in their stadium on on Tigre Stadium because that was the way that it's supposed to be it's one here one there one here one there mm-hmm. and then because of the pandemic. Tigre said, you know what? Let's have him in your state. It's not going to matter. Well, it does, because now you're going to have El Clasico with fans here in Monterey uh, in their stadium. Yeah. And this is a decision that was made just because they don't foresee anything. They have zero plans about anything. And this is what gets me frustrated because how many times have we spoken about the lack of planning of this management on any circumstances for the team? I mean, whether it's, it's uh, having players in, having players out, um, having contracts 
long contracts to older players, having this type of situations of, of uh, coronavirus um, uh, decisions, which has to do with the with where we play the the classical, and 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 I mean it it just keeps piling up, and I don't. I wish there was somebody that said, you know what? There's not only a game today. We have another game in a week. What are we going to do about that? And I'm only talking about a week. I mean, the, the league gives you the entire um, schedule on January for the entire year. So you know ahead what's coming. You know where to, to have your players like rest or... or or give them vacations or whatever you want to do. So this is just weird. Then you added that you add this that you give gave them three days now because of this break. <sighs> like that. And there's a lot of a, a lot of players. I'm not gonna say who Jansen is, but they just take a plane and go on a vacation in the middle mm-hmm. of a freaking pandemic. So what what's your responsibility as the, as management to say you know what yeah let's have the players rest for a couple of days all right i'm not i'm not gonna have a problem with it but why would you grant them <laughs> the freedom to just go do whatever i mean imagine if everybody decides to let's just have a party bro at your place everybody's invited <laughs> That's the same thing of, of having a guy with his girlfriend going to Cancun, bro. And it's even even riskier to do that because, I mean, it's Cancun. Every every freaking country, you can find a person from every freaking country there. So yeah, yeah. It's just those are the situations that we as fans are really frustrated about. Um this this comes just to, to kind of have the the, the closure <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, to go back to to, to do the the beginning uh, subject. I would have I would have uh, uh, say to to to, to Chiba, you know what, bro? I I understand where you're coming from. Um, I I get that the six players because there's the six players is is more than a half of the of the starting eleven team um they are being called up to the national team and we all think that the national team come first but why don't you speak to martino bro just speak to him and, and say you know what um just call three or 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 let me have two here the most important one yeah. let me have two him so so because the league was gonna stop it's gonna stop the only the only game that is postponed is ours. This mm-hmm. weekend we have all the the rest of the 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 jornada, right? Yeah, yeah. So, and then I think they're gonna have three three weeks off. They're gonna have three weeks off. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and I don't know. It depends where where you come from when it comes to rest. Like, I don't know if you. There's times where you can have too much rest and your body can be rusty. Um, I know they're going to do training and all that stuff, but you can't you can't simulate real games in in, in training. You you can do work on all that stuff, but still, three weeks that's a, that's a long layoff um, to go without a match. And then you go from zero to one hundred, where once make once April comes around, you're like going nonstop, like it's one hundred miles an yeah. hour, and and it's just like I, I wonder how much 
of these players' bodies are going to last or are going to hold up. And that's the argument I would have made. It's like, yes, I agree. National teams are important. But I don't want to, you know, if I reschedule and we put it in, in April or in that window, my, I, I got to think about my players. Like, the, I, I can't mm-hmm. ask, you know, and there's going to be a lot of squad rotation. It's just not going to be the same starting 11. You can't ask um, Pavon, uh, Hurtado, um, Nico Sanchez, uh, Funes Mori's 30 years old. Um, so, so mm-hmm. these, you got a lot of players who are in their thirties and they, and, and I know you, you, got some young players that can probably, it, it, it won't affect them, but a little, you know, if you're going to be rotating squad or rotating, you know, your, your squad week, week in and week out, just because you're trying to find that balance to, to make sure everybody gets a rest because you don't want to overwork them. A lot of players are just going to just crash out and we're and we're gonna see it maybe in a match or two where it's just like these players just flamed out like we're, they have nothing they're not giving us anything and we got to look back and think hey how wise was it to cancel or not to cancel but postpone um or reschedule that game against chivas where you know we, we could have played this week gotten two weeks off and we're not overkilling them like we can give them a break because now it seems like from you know there's really no break like uh you know, you're, you're having a match on the weekend. You're having a match in week. And it's just a lot. It's going to be a lot to handle. And you got to, I mean, I don't know what they were thinking. He says, you got to think about your players and, and having a lot of players in their in their 30s now and, and how much, you know, that, that, that load is going to affect them. But, you know, whatever it, it has it's happened. Let's say this. Let's say that the, the you have three players, three three key players, uh, injured because of the of the amount of of games that you're gonna play, nobody's gonna care about you. No, nobody's gonna say, "Ah, oh, when is Morris injured, bro?" Uh, don't worry, let's just reschedule. Nobody's gonna say that. And even if you have the three players on the same match being injured because of the excessive uh, games, the next team is not gonna say, "Oh, oh when is Mori and the uh, uh, I don't know. And uh, and well, we the had, against against the against the Nikaxa where Jansen was out, Funes Mori was out. Like nobody said, "Hey, let's let's postpone our game because we're gonna have to put in a kid from the under twenty team." Like we're gonna have to put something <laughs> exactly. You know, no, the game, the exactly. game continued. It, so it's like, it's just you know. it's just I I I have talked about this. We have talked about this um, either on Twitter or here on the podcast. Um, the hagamos lo bien, Maro. It's it's creating more problems than what it's actually trying to do, which is to be the 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 best uh, team all around, right? Uh, yeah. Because these type of of decisions are have have a lot to do with that, with with the fact that well, we we all. We are all for the let's let's just do it right. Uh, literally, like if if Chivas is is having a, a situation, let's help Chivas. If Tigres is is uh, is winning a a championship, let's congratulate them. If I mean, why, bro? I mean, you can have your slogan. You can you can actually portray that slogan, but you don't have to live by it like. Like uh, on a daily basis, when it comes to a game, that you have to have that room to 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 make decisions that are not gonna be 
let's say uh, that I'm, I'm gonna correct myself. They are gonna be frowned upon, but they're not gonna be like uh, something that you can actually punish, right? Because right now, if you say like, you know what, Chivas, I'm sorry for you, but I have to play this. Everybody on the league, they were gonna say, wow, Rayados, they're crazy. Why would would them uh, not consider? I don't care, bro. I have to do what's best for me, not for you. Yeah, and that's what everybody else does. So that's just frustrating. Yeah, yeah, it, it is what it is at this point. It's it's gonna be a very. We're gonna see how many how how many of the players last. Um, you know, from April yeah. to May, and then that's not even including what you just said earlier. It's like it's just gonna get worse from there, especially if we expect what let's you know we expect Monterrey to, to at least make it to the semifinals, and then after that, that's where where, where mm-hmm. it's just like okay, that that's. That's it's just a toss up, uh, but that, I think that that wraps up what we, what what this episode will be all about. Um, we're gonna take a break. Monterey doesn't play for three weeks, and there's not. I don't think there's gonna be any drastic news where we need to record a podcast. Uh, us where can people find you at? And if anything, if there's anything else you want to add, uh, just just to 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 close it up. Um, the the situation is that. We're going to have packed schedule and it's going to get tougher because as you move forward with the schedule, the important games are going to come along. So if you have injuries right now, you're going to really struggle when it does matter, which is a little bit ahead, which is in May, on the mid-May or, or uh, late May is, is where we're going to miss whoever gets injured because of these decisions. Um, but well, that, that was that was it about that. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you can find me at uh, Rompus is back on pretty much every social media. Uh, big shout out to Mr. Busy, Mr. Patrick. Um, we we have no idea where he is. Um, I'm, I'm I'm starting to think that we can actually put out a tweet where where we're missing him. Yes, we <laughs> yes. gotta put it. We gotta put a tag. <laughs> we gotta replace uh th- those tweets that had Charlie Rodriguez like or or they put like missing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, we gotta put. We gotta put. We gotta. We gotta <laughs> grab a picture of Pat and put it uh, uh in one of those. We just gotta uh, replace uh, Charlie Rodriguez uh missing uh with uh with Pat's uh face. So. We're gonna have to get on that. Definitely, I'm gonna do it because, yeah, I mean, I understand he's 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 a busy man. That's why I call him Mr. Busy. Uh, we share actually, we share a a, a WhatsApp group, and uh, he's missing even there. So yeah, he's missing. <laughs> he's, he's, who knows where he's at? <laughs> yeah. He, like he, even he's on Twitter, he's not even tweeting that much. Like he's literally missing. <laughs> like he, on Twitter, like usually he's very active on Twitter. But like over the last couple of, of weeks, like he's barely been active on Twitter. Like, I, I I don't know. Hopefully everything's all right with them. We're, we're just uh, clouding with them. But um, yeah, no, we, we miss him. We miss having his his uh, his thoughts. Um, yeah, so, no, yeah. I, I I know for a fact he's, he's good. I mean, he's, he's not. Okay, okay. Old. I just didn't want to. That's why I'm counting. Yeah. I wouldn't be this this harsh, right? Well, I'm, I might be, but I try not to be. Uh, but yeah, he he's good. Big shout out to him. Uh, 
Um, what else I was going to say? Well, uh, all my rompistas, as usual, um, we're close to 11.1K on Twitter. We where I'm going to need your guys' help is on Facebook because I only have like 300. Uh, and on Instagram uh, as well, I only have 300. So uh, please follow there at Rumpus is back on every social media. And uh, thanks to you, Eddie, for having me again. Um, and, uh, I was going to uh, well, say, add in, add in your, your show every, what is it, every Monday? Yeah, every Monday at 9 o'clock, um, a Romperla uh, live show. Uh, I, I would say that it's pretty much every Monday, and it's pretty much every time at 9, but it's usually uh, at, at whatever time I can find. <laughs> so... <laughs> it is along those those hours, but but uh, we're gonna take a break for that for that show. Uh, now the Monterey is not playing because yeah. I, I'm gonna come back uh, with the full show. And I I invested a little bit, so I have the tools now. So it's gonna be a little bit different. But again, what what it what it the, the brand of the Arumperla live show or thing or whatever you want to call it is that i really enjoy talking to to everybody that's that's my like my my motto is, is not to only have my opinions like go out to the world i i really like the, the interaction so yeah. if you have time just just go there um uh i don't know where what we're gonna do because periscope is gonna be closed on march 31st which is where we are doing those lives, but we're gonna do Facebook and uh, I think that Instagram as well. So, well, well thank you for. I, I'm not gonna I, not to reveal too much of what I want to do with this podcast because I like what what you do um, on Twitter. I'm, I'm trying to mess around with Twitch and see how that oh. because there, there's a there's a way where you can have multiple screens. Like I'm I'm still trying to like mess with the studio and try to get everything. Like I don't want to go into it and be confused. So like now that Monterey's gonna take a break and we don't have to do this podcast for for a couple of weeks, I'm gonna go into Twitch, mm-hmm. learn how to use the studio, um, learn how to like put multiple screens so that way we can do something live. And then once Pat stops being busy, um, <laughs> you know we can we can we can like put out or, or get get you know get organized on a schedule. Um, so that way we can have like a set time, set day, and obviously the podcast will stay the podcast. I'll just grab the audio, um, because I'm not yeah, I'm not uh, that big fan of a YouTube. I'm not I'm not, a, I'm not a big YouTube fan. I'm not I don't I'm not I don't use Facebook as much. And so I thought you know let me try try it with Twitch. I know there's some podcasts that that use Twitch. Um, uh, so I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna mess with it. Nothing nothing you know firm. Nothing set. Uh, it's just it's, in the future. It's really, it's really a, a good, a good idea because it's pretty much the the same thing of the podcast, which is a couple of uh, guys that are Monterey fans having a discussion. But you added that you're gonna add that uh, that fans, uh, well. Not Reaction, that, that comments. You know, you get, you get, you get a good. You know, you get a good. It's, it's a lot better than, than, than YouTube when it comes to like reading. You know, all like that. At least that's I what I, what I've been told that that it's been better. That's it's much better to like, uh, you know, get get comments and all that stuff. And usually Twitch doesn't have that many, you know, issues like that YouTube has. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna mess with it. I'm gonna see how I like it, and then well, once I'm confident with the 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 way I can, you know 
produce it, I guess you can say. Um, we'll we'll try yeah. and maybe do a beta test, and 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 we'll go from there and see if it's something people like. Obviously, you know, we do it because we we like doing it, but we also want to do something that that people enjoy consuming. So, um, Rumpus, uh, we we went a little bit longer than we usually do, but you know, yeah, I guess you know this this it, it makes up for the for the three weeks that we'll be away. It makes up for the for the three weeks that we'll be away. <laughs> <laughs>